Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Marina John! Kia Koto, and on today's political roundup, it's all about being radical and sticking it to the man. Oh, cowabunga! <laughs> So first of all, the Radical National Party led a (laughs) staged walkout of Parliament yesterday. Uh, This was in response to Simon Bridges, the National Party leader, being kicked out of the chamber by the speakers. And National MP Jerry Brownlee was also booted out after backing up his leader's comment. Now, the comment that got Simon Bridges into trouble was basically questioning questioning the impartiality of the chair, um, the Speaker of the House, that is. So the, the Speaker decides which members may speak, act and maintain order during the debate and disciplines MPs who break the rule of the House. So a very important role. Now, Trevor Mullard has been accused of acting in a biased way. And, of course, uh, Trevor Mullard is a member of the Labour Party and a former Labour Party minister. So, has he been acting too leniently towards members of the government while unfairly punishing national MPs? National has accused Mullard of acting in an arbitrary way in how he runs Parliament and has previously said the Speaker was seriously limiting the party's ability to hold the government to account. So, are the National Party just playing games here with their regular attacks aimed at the Speaker, or is Trevor Mullard acting as a biased referee of Parliament, who is therefore not fit for the job? Regardless of what you think, National are certainly upping the ante with their stage out, and uh, yes, showing it to the man in Parliament. Next anti-government protesters in France gain a victory. Um, France has faced some of its biggest protests since the late 1960s, and these protests have been uh, characterised by opponents as riots. Uh, We have witnessed scenes of violent clashes between police and protesters on the streets of Paris, cars and buildings on fire, and smash shop fronts. The protests have been led by Gilets Jean Air movement, or the Yellow Vest movement. Uh, these protests have erupted over France over rising taxes on fuel, sounds familiar, the cost of living, and taxes that are seen as disproportionately affecting lower and middle income working people. And in a major backdown, the French government has announced a freeze on fuel prices and on the cost of electricity and gas. So these incredible scenes of mayhem we are seeing in France speak of a new age, a new period of radicalism, of anti-establishment politics, and of at times amorphous protest movements. The Gilets John Air movement is not clearly led by the left or the right, but nonetheless is radical, anti-establishment, and centred on economic and class concerns. Elements of both the far right and far left are involved in these protests. And both the far right and far left elements are projecting themselves as tribunes of the people against an arrogant economic and political political elite. And in Britain, we have both members of the Conservative and Labour Party sticking it to the man, or perhaps the woman in this case, Theresa May. In an extraordinary move, the UK Parliament has found the government in contempt for refusing to release full legal advice on Brexit. MPs voted 311 to 293 in favour of a motion that found ministers in contempt 
and ordered the immediate publication of the advice. And British MPs will spend the next few days discussing MP Theresa May's Brexit deal. With this motion of contempt against the government, it is now looking more likely that Parliament won't support Theresa May's Brexit deal. And if the EU and UK negotiated deal doesn't pass in Parliament, then Britain and the EU will enter a period of crisis. So we certainly live in interesting times with walkouts by the National Party in New Zealand, uh, the, the majority of Parliament uh, condemning its own government in Britain, and of course uh, riots and uh, confrontations with the police and the government and the government backing down in France. Yeah, well, this yellow vest movement. I mean, Russia. I mean, sorry, uh, <laughs> France. Uh, they, they love a good re, uh, re, revolution, don't they? They do. They really, really do. Chopping off the heads yeah. of the air establishment. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing that with this new tax that we're going to put on, mm. which is being suspended for six months, a lot of that was to do with carbon emissions. Sure. Yeah, and this is um, the first of what I would imagine is going to be many over the next 10, 15, 20 years of people protesting um, the cost of fighting climate change. I, I very much see, yeah, I see, I see that happening more and more. And I think it, um, part of the issue is that governments are, say, imposing flat taxes to yeah. deal with this um, environmental problem, say, as a disincentive to uh, use petrol, but flat taxes disproportionately hurt uh, lower and middle income yes. people because they're paying a greater share of their income uh, uh, over to the cost of fuel and then to in regards to that tax. Yeah. So uh, richer people are getting off a lot lighter, and rich people, of course, can afford electric cars and, and have other options that uh, people with lower incomes don't have. So um, I think you can you can both argue that. Yes, it's legitimate, or it's essential that governments deal with, um, you know, carbon issues and uh, the cr environmental crisis we're entering. But how uh, how they structure reforms around environmental issues is, is the key question. And does it disproportionately uh, fall on poorer people and middle-income people? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, but you know, you, I don't know what the percentage of. Uh, carbon output is in the France in terms of transport mm. um, but you know they're going to have to start taking vast amounts of money from industry which in turn will mm. only end up costing the consumer more anyway yeah. the thing is um, I, I guess we're all in it together and it will um, affect the poor but maybe you can um, pump more money in to tax credits mm. um, tax back in that regard like so okay we're going to have a flat tax here but if you're on a lesser income, you're going to get more money back or you're going to pay less mm. tax uh, because you're being hurt uh, with this tax. So therefore, they're offsetting the cost of a flat tax for the, uh, for poorer people sure, in that way. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I can think of or right look, now. Or look at more radical measures like uh, providing alternative transport and even, uh, you know, like um, uh, subsidising or even completely paying for electric cars uh, for poorer and middle-income families. Yeah. You know, take, taking really radical moves rather than just sort of slapping taxes mm. across the board. And I guess the good thing, and, and you know, and most New Zealanders aren't going to agree with this as I say, the good thing about um, electric vehicles in France 
France, a vast majority of their power is um, nuclear power, mm. uh, which is very clean. Yeah, I think uh, we, and we have to get real. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, uh, nuclear power is the big elephant in the room. If we really want to deal with uh, environmental problems without totally destroying world civilization, you know, um, the, the nuclear power is really the answer. I think the other thing you're going to have to get real is, is you're just going to have to forego a few things in the laminal ranges and areas like that, you know, I, I know there's important mm. grasses there and stuff like that, but maybe to save the planet as a whole we need to make some small sacrifices along the way in terms of uh, ecological mm. things as well, uh, which I, I know that sounds horrible and crap and bad, but it's mm. either that or we die. Out. But it's who makes those sacrifices is the big question. Is, yeah. is, it, is it poorer countries? Is it uh, lower income people in Western countries? Or, just get in the yeah. Sahara and just build a humongous, um, you know, sun plant, solar mm. power plant. Mm. Yeah, it's nothing. I'd recommend um, Professor Jim Flynn's book, uh, which he put out last year on um, environmental problems and the environmental crisis, where he argues for engineering solutions. Uh, uh, is part of the answer of dealing with problems. But he actually said that the big problem is nature lovers, because nature lovers, uh, as he calls them, tend to oppose anything that, that interferes with the environment. And in fact, what we need is engineering solutions that do act to interfere with the environment, such as uh, lowering temperatures and, and uh, pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and that. Mm, mm. All right, thank you for that, John. That's a conversation for another time. For sure. Uh,